Thank you, Brother Terry. Well, if you brought your Bibles, please turn to Luke chapter 2, a familiar passage. Terry called last night about what I was going to be sharing this morning, and I had about four sermons that I really needed to share, and I had to narrow it down to one. And so, uh, but anyway, you're in the week here. Uh, God speaks in so many ways. And so uh, I'm thinking, Lord, are you, you want me to share that Sunday? And so when Sunday rose around, I have to decide on what he'd have me to share. Um, let me mention this to you while you're turning to Luke chapter 2. We had a guy down at the, one of our sheetrock, well, sheetrock worker. He's been with us for several weeks, probably a couple of three months, I guess, longer. But his name was Jose Acosta. And Jose, uh, three weeks ago, uh, I shared the in that children's activities room. And Jose knelt there on the floor and asked Christ to come into his life and save him. And so uh, then Judy and I went that night and bought him, bought him a Bible at Lifeway. It was a lineal Bible. It had, uh, had Spanish on one side and English on the other side. And so had his name put on it and had the sign of the fish. And he was so happy. He left going back uh, home to Mexico Saturday for Christmas. He's going to come back. His, his dad's not doing well. His mother died last year. Jose, there's nine siblings in that family. He has there's four other brothers and, and then he has um, uh, four sisters. So there's nine children. And the little town that he lives in, where he's from... It's in the direct path of where all the drug activity going across the border is. And there were 14 people killed last Tuesday in his hometown. And just remember that family in prayer. And so uh, he was going back, and he's coming back in January, and he's going to come to church and make a public profession of faith, and we're going to follow up with him then. So just pray for pray for him because he said, I've never had a Bible before. And he was so excited about that Bible. So anyway, remember Jose and, and what he's going to be. Uh, he's going to be special to the Lord. I really believe that. Well, Luke chapter 2, I want us to look at verse 8 and following. And this is a familiar passage. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste 
They found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. All of us have experienced the various emotions of some great announcement. I remember watching the nightly news years ago, 1989, when it was announced that the Berlin Wall had been dismantled. I remember the excitement and all the joy of the people there in those Soviet bloc countries as they understood for the first time that they had freedom and how they began to blow car horns, sound the car horns and, and scream and holler and some of them fired firearms in the air. They were so excited that they had for the first time in several, several years, they had freedom. They had been relieved from this communist domination over their lives. And then in more recent years, we remember the grief and the pain after hearing the announcement of 9-11. Of so we, we've all heard announcements that affect us internationally and also nationally. Uh, they brought chairs. Some of them have brought chairs. Some of them have brought tears. But we respond to those announcements in different ways. But we also remember those very personal announcements. Uh, perhaps a young lady announces her engagement to be married. And then a little later you'll find where that's followed by a couple that announces their, their wedding date. And then that's followed by an announcement of birth of a baby. And then years later that same couple perhaps announces that they're going to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary. And so we're affected with so many announcements. However, the greatest announcement of all the ages is found in Luke chapter 2, verse 11. When the Bible says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now as we look at this passage this morning, I'm going to point out about three things if you want to jot them down. First of all, I want us to see the people of the message. That's found in verse 8. Notice what God's Word says. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. So first you have the people of the message in this text. Now if you'll notice, the angel did not go to the chief priest, and the angel didn't go to the elders of the temple. Although they were expecting this great tidings of great joy, they had been expecting the Messiah for years, for hundreds of years. And when the event took place, the angel didn't go to the chief priest or to the elders. The angel didn't go to Herod in Jerusalem. The angel didn't go to Caesar Augustus on his throne in Rome. But the angel went to the shepherds, the Bible says, abiding in their field, watching their flock by night. So the shepherds were first to hear the message of the angels. Now these shepherds were looked upon by society as outcasts. They were outcasts. They were poor. They were dirty. They stayed out in the fields for, I mean, for weeks, literally months at a time, taking care of their sheep. They had a terrible odor about them. They were dirty. They, they were lonely. They were rejected. Uh, they were... Uh, they were not even allowed in the temple. They weren't allowed in the temple courts because they were considered to be unclean and no one wanted a shepherd around them. They were just rejected and dejected. Have you ever felt like a shepherd perhaps? Have you ever felt like an outcast? Have you ever felt that no one cared for you? That no one really cared whether you lived or died? 
That's the way the shepherds felt. They were outcasts. They were despised uh, for who they, who they were because perhaps their clothes. You're despised because of perhaps the clothes you wear, the house you live in, or perhaps the family you're from. Have you ever been rejected? Shepherds were rejected by society. They were rejected by their friends, rejected by their family. Have you ever been rejected because perhaps of what you've done in your life? Some past sin and people still hold you accountable and responsible and because of your past behavior, past sin, they've rejected you? Friend, remember, the greatest announcement came to the shepherds. Now, you may think this morning, you may think, well, I'm no shepherd. I'm not outcast. I'm, I'm not despised. I'm, I'm not rejected. But you know, listen, the Bible says because of your sins, the Bible says that you are poor, wretched, and blind. Rejected by God because of sin. So regardless how rich we may think we are, regardless how pious we see ourselves, the Bible says we're nothing more but than just an old shepherd in need of a Savior. We're all that way this morning without Jesus. And so first, the greatest message that ever came to mankind came to a group of men called shepherds. The people of the message. But don't you notice in verse 9, you have a, the proclaimer of the message. This is the angel. Notice, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. An angel of the Lord. The King James says, the angel of the Lord came upon them. The uh, English Standard Version says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. Most uh, probably the angel was in the air, just kindly over the heads of those shepherds, like uh, coming immediately from heaven. Can you imagine that? And how those shepherds must have felt? You see, it's not uncommon, as you study the Bible, for God to use angels as his messengers. John chapter 20 verse 12 tells when Mary came to the tomb that there were two angels sitting at the front and the head where uh, they had laid Jesus. And those angels made the announcement to Mary that Jesus was no longer there, that he had raised from the dead. Acts chapter 8 verse 26, we find where an angel said to Philip to go to Gaza, start a missionary journey. Acts chapter 10 verse 3, we find where Cornelius was instructed to go to Saul of Tarsus. An angel giving instructions. And it doesn't really surprise us that God would, would make the greatest announcement ever made to man by using an angel. And so an angel was the proclaimer of the greatest message. I want you to look at verse 9. Look at the B part of that verse. First, and, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And notice the B part. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid. If you'll notice, they were not afraid because of the angel. Now they probably had heard in times past how angels had met God's people. Moses was met with an angel. Uh, we find where different people in the Old Testament had experiences with angels. 
And so they thought, well, it's an angel of the Lord. Then all of a sudden, the Bible says, the glory of the Lord shone around them. The Shekinah glory that attended God's presence surrounded them and filled them with fear. They were doing okay with the angel, but it was the glory of the Lord, really, that caused them to fear. Now think about the glory of the Lord. That, that dazzling glory, the, the dazzling glory of God that, that Moses witnessed at the burning bush. It was glory. It was that intolerable, intolerable brightness that guided the Israelites in the wilderness. It's God's glory. It was that glory that rested on the tabernacle and, and rested on the temple after both were constructed. It was God's glory. It was, it was that glory that shone around Jesus there on the Mount of Transfiguration. It was God's glory that robbed Jesus when he appeared to Saul on the Damascus Road. It was God's glory. So the point is, not only were the shepherds visited by an angel, but they were also visited by the presence of God Eternal. God Eternal was there. His glory. Now with that in mind, think of the seriousness of the message. You think of the message, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Think of the seriousness of the message when, you, when it's witnessed by angels from heaven, or an angel from heaven, and think of it being serious when it's witnessed by the presence of God Almighty. So think of the seriousness of the message. Think of the truthfulness of the message. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Proclaimed by a heavenly being. Think of the seriousness of the, of the message and the truthfulness of the message witnessed by the presence of God Almighty. Think of the consequence of the message. The consequence of the message proclaimed by a heavenly being and also witnessed by the presence of God Almighty. Think of the consequence of the message if that message goes unheeded. Proclaimed by a heavenly being and witnessed by the glory of God. And so you have the people, the shepherds, and you have the proclamation, the angel, and, or the proclaimer, and then you have the proclamation. Look at verse 10. Verse 10 is a proclamation. The Bible says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. There's no need to be afraid. Would you be afraid if you saw an angel and if you saw and witnessed the glory of God? What would you think about? Would you think about perhaps your life as you stood before God? Would that frighten you? You know, one day everyone's going to do that. You know, those who have rejected Christ one day will stand before Christ. Can you imagine the fear that will be in that person's life that's rejected Christ through the years? But that person who has trusted the Lord Jesus to be their Lord and Savior, the Bible says there is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Think of the fear as they saw the heavenly being and also they experienced the glory of God. And then the proclamation... 
for what the world had waited for for so long had finally come to pass. There in verse, uh, verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Look at the proclamation. Unto you is born a Savior, one who can forgive you of your sins, one that can forgive you of your past, one that, can, one that can bring hope of eternal life and the assurance of eternal life into your life. A Savior's been born. And not only a Savior, but the Christ has been born. The Messiah, the one that you've waited for for so long. The Messiah, literally the anointed king, the one who will reign and whose kingdom is without end. That Messiah is born. The Savior, the Messiah and then notice Christ, the Savior, the Christ, and the Lord. The one who has all power and authority and control has been born. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ, Messiah, Christ, the Lord. One has all power and authority and control. So you have the people of the message, you have the proclaimer of the message, and you have the proclamation of the message. And then you have a doxology there by the angels. Look at verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude. So more than one angel now, you have a multitude of angels. You have a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth goodwill toward men. So God's goodwill toward men was manifested in sending the Messiah. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. My goodness, what an announcement. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ, Messiah, the Lord, Kiros. What an announcement. Now the question is this, how do we respond to that announcement? Now, we respond in different ways to different announcements that we hear. Uh, when, when I heard an announcement last night about someone who had died, and, and it saddened me that this person had died. I was sadness and emotion. 9-11 uh, brought about sadness. When the Berlin Wall fell, it brought about a lot of happiness. Uh, if, you, if your favorite team won in, 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 in the playoffs... Brought about some happiness. I know some of you were very happy. You, you expressed how happy you were to me. But anyway, we, we, how do we respond to this message? How do we respond to this announcement? Well, notice what the shepherds did. They did two things. Look at verse 16. And they came with haste. Well, look at verse 15. It came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go into unto Bethlehem. And see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby, the babe lying in a manger. So these shepherds did two things when they heard this greatest announcement that's ever been made. The first thing in verse 16, they went to Jesus. Have you been to Jesus? Do you know him personally? I, I may not know about him but you have a personal relationship with Him. Do you know Him? They went to Jesus. Have you been to Jesus? What else did they do? Look at verse 17. And when they'd seen it, or when they'd seen, 
they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Now what was the saying? Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ, the Messiah, which is the Lord. And so after they had experienced Jesus, they told other people what they'd experienced. That's how they responded to the greatest announcement that's ever made. Now let me ask you this. Have you responded to that announcement? Have you trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life? Have you? Have you asked Jesus to forgive you and to come into your life and save you? That was the whole purpose of Him coming, is that we might have eternal life. My prayer this morning that you'll respond in a positive way first to receive Him as Lord and Savior of your life. And secondly, as Christians, that we, after we've experienced Jesus, then we'll go and tell other people about our Jesus. Let's bow our heads together for prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you and we thank you for an opportunity we've had just to focus upon a passage of Scripture that we've read so many times. But each time that we read it, we see something new. We see something challenging. And so today I pray, Lord, as your word goes out, we claim your promise that it won't return void, that it will do what it intends to accomplish, and we rejoice in that. I pray for each person here. If there's someone today, Lord, who has never trusted you as Lord and Savior of their life, I pray today that they will experience this child of Bethlehem, this Jesus, the Savior, the Christ, the Lord. And Father, you tell us in your word that whoever calls on you will be saved. And so I pray for those today who have never called upon you to save them. I pray today they would simply ask you to forgive them of their sins and come into their life and save them. Father, I pray they would seek you today as these shepherds did. And Father, I pray for Christians. I pray for all of us who have accepted Christ to be our Lord, our Savior, the Messiah. I pray, Lord, that we would go about each day telling others about what Jesus has done in our life and how he's changed our life, how he's made a difference in our life. And so I pray, Lord, that we'll recommit ourselves and share with others, Lord, what Christ can do in their life. Thank you for what you're going to do in this invitation time. And we make our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.